Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I know, like, Ryan Reynolds to this day like, does not rock with Wesley Snipes. Like, yeah. It's such a weird thing. Like, we will donate... $200 million to the end of, like, Ryan Reynolds gave, like, a disgusting amount of money to, like, black causes right. this summer. But if you asked him to also just go shake Wesley Snipes' hand, right. Ryan Reynolds right now. He's like, listen, black lives matter, but you know whose life don't matter? That motherfucker Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I love all black people. Here's money. But make sure Wesley don't get that money. It ain't for Wesley. If Wesley gets a dime, I take it back. Fuck Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Welcome to another exceptional, amazing, devastating episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep, deep into the world of black conspiracy theories and we work to finally prove that Paul Pierce has the greatest facial hair of all time. All you motherfuckers who've been walking around here connecting your beard all these years, you're wasting your time. What you need is polka dots on your face the way Paul Pierce does it. That's real beauty in America. That's the beauty we should be striving for. Thank you, Paul Pierce, for inspiring so many, and I hope that we can finally get you the recognition you deserve. I'm your host, Langston Kerman. As always, I'm super excited to be here today. 
I don't even want to tell you about my life right now. My pants smell weird because we have a, uh, a new washer and dryer. And, uh, you know, I haven't learned how to work this shit properly yet. But I'm excited for my guest because he can't smell my pants. And that's pretty cool. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He's one of my favorite comedians in the world today. You know him from The Daily Show. He's a correspondent on The Daily Show. He has two amazing specials called Father Figure and No One Loves You on Comedy Central. So hilarious. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Roy Wood Jr., everybody. Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. damn it. You better give it up. <laughs> give it up. How are you? Uh, man, I'm good, brother. I appreciate this. Always good to be around a black podcaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, that's about all I can offer you is just being black and podcaster right now. Well, you know what? It's a good thing. This is this is a quality and levity and growth. And, you know, I appreciate the invitation. <laughs> That's what we strive to do is just provide levity and growth while we make up weird stuff that we read off the Internet or heard. Well, yeah, let's just start new rumors to spread. Exactly. I think that is one of the things that black people have not taken advantage of enough during all of this is like we can cause chaos, too. We don't have to just be the recipients of white chaos. We can serve up some chaos. Well, the reason why I like this show and I like this concept is that. No one can really challenge us on this. Mm-hmm. We can just say it's true, and anyone who's not black just has to roll with it and just go, you know what? I heard they said Paul Pierce has the greatest facial hair of all time. Can't prove it's wrong. I thought it was Rick Ross. It turns out it's Paul Pierce. I thought it was Joe Button, the way they touched <laughs> the bottom of his eyes. But no, they like Paul Pierce's beard, and that's, that's just a fact. Yeah, so this is cool, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me in the mix. Hell yeah. Okay, so I'm excited because you gave us a conspiracy theory that broke a few records here, mainly in the length of the conspiracy theory, that the title of it in and of itself is the longest conspiracy theory that anyone has ever served (laughs) up to us. It's a shocking one. It's one I had never heard before in my life. And I'm excited for us to be able to dig into it because it, it's just got so much mystique around it. Let's say that. But you told us, my mama told me. Billy Blanks and Wesley Snipes both auditioned for the lead role in the movie Passenger 57. But Wesley Snipes lied and gave Billy Blanks the wrong audition location. So Wesley Snipes booked the part. And Billy Blanks ended up doing Tybo, which he made a lot of money on. He did make but a lot that of was money. Not, that was not the path he chose for himself off the rip. Right. You're saying that Billy didn't want to be the Tybo guy. I just think that this is, uh, first off, I heard this conspiracy theory in college. Okay. Uh, late 90s, Florida a and University. And it's one that's always lingered in my head, no matter when I see Wesley Snipes. And this is not taking anything away from Wesley Snipes' catalog mm-hmm. of theatrical amazement, yeah. right? Oh, you he's know, great. You can go all the way back to Sugar Hill, all the way up to Dolomite is my name. Uh-huh. The, the, his name is his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I always wonder, because Wesley came up at a time in Hollywood where they weren't going to give you more than one black in one particular category. Right. And Wesley Snipes checked off the dark-skinned karate brother category. Because <laughs> at the time, they, they were, were both kind of karate brothers. They were karate brothers. They went down the list. They were like, look, we got Wesley. That's all we yeah. need. 
and Wesley could do so much more. We will, we will never know whether or not Billy Blanks had the dramatic chops. Mm-hmm. Could Billy Blanks have pulled off to Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Right. We'll never know because the streets say that Wesley undercut Billy Blanks. Wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. I don't. Let me just also let me just also say before we really delve into this. Yep. This is one of those conspiracy theories that I've heard that when it was presented to me at the time, mm-hmm. with the technology available to us at the time in 1996, <laughs> I was like, that sounds plausible. Yes. But now that I'm older and I look back, I second guess okay. <laughs> the validity of this. However, L.A. is a shady place, man. Fuck it. I'm going to just say it. Okay. L.A. is a shady ass place. So you don't know if this really happened or not. And even if it wasn't Wesley, maybe one of his white agents or somebody mm. pulled the flim flam on Billy. Black. OK, let's start right from the beginning, because I think that you're digging into a lot of important stuff here. 1996, you hear this and you're immediately like, hell yeah, I'm bought in. Is that would you say that's the case mm-hmm. that you were like, OK, of course, Wesley pulled these shenanigans with Billy Blanks? Well, it's it started because I got chastised. Um, I was dating a girl at the time who really wanted a Tybo DVD. Every time the Tybo <laughs> DVD came on, every time the commercial came on, she'd be like, man, I need to order that. Mm-hmm. So then, being a man, fulfilling needs, yep. I bought her the whole box set. Okay. She oh, hold on, big boss dog. I see you out here buying boxes. $87, brother. $87. <laughs> All the Tybos. At which time I was educated that you don't buy a woman exercise equipment. Mm. Uh, you don't buy a woman anything that suggests that she's anything other than perfect. Yep. And I got dogged out by my mom and most everybody on her side and my side of the family, and rightfully so sure. in hindsight. But that was the impetus for the conversation. Oh, by the way, did you know Billy Blanks was supposed to be in Passenger 57? Wow. And so, I said, what? So this girl you're dating is the one that tells you this no 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 it was her aunt oh her her aunt aunt. says this yeah to be fair though her aunt had also done two tours of you know desert storm okay (laughs) so she wasn't right she wasn't right wait a minute so you saying the first gulf war (laughs) this lady Having been in war, she's making up rumors about Billy Blanks. We don't know if it's made up, Langston, because at the time, with the technology available, (laughs) you had to believe that. This is dial-up internet era internet. You can't just Google something. You have to go to a building. Right. This is even before asking Jeeves. This is like the... the... Netscape Navigator, brother. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) So... Yeah, it was her aunt who, you know, kind of gave me the quick rundown. I didn't really delve into it any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. She said it. She's a veteran. You don't question the vet. It right. felt like a fact. Sure. The way it came off her tongue. I don't like Wesley Snipes any damn way. He stole Passenger 57 <laughs> from Billy Blanks. That's why I support Billy Blanks. <laughs> I got you. So this was not only a declaration of Wesley Snipes' evil or sort of like a sh- chicanery. Oh, yeah, she vilified him. Yeah, this, she, wasn't, she wasn't fucking with Wesley. This was her saying, I stand with Billy Blanks. I believe in the truth that is Billy Blanks. Correct. You did the right thing in buying those Billy Blanks DVDs and supporting that brother. But what you should have done is bought them for yourself and then asked your girl to work out with you. Okay. And that would have been the right play. So she hit you with Billy Blanks is a hero. Wesley Snipes is a monster. And here's a little game for yourself. 
just Correct. in case you decide to uh, ever buy a woman workout equipment again, do it this way. And that's for the listeners, too. If you want to buy something for your girl, either buy it for yourself and share it or buy two. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if that second piece of advice is solid. Listen, I'm not married. Don't listen to me. I am married. And uh, the work that I've had to do to uh, trick both myself and my wife into working out, it's a dance, man. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't just be like, hey, I think you need to get it together. We need to get it together. And that's a, it's a dance for sure. Yeah, man. But OK. Yeah. So you hear this from this aunt. You have no way of verifying it. And at that point, you don't want to verify it. You're like, this is as good as a fact to me. I'm I'm satisfied. Why would a black woman veteran lie to me? Sure. It wasn't like she said Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy. She was like, no. <laughs> Billy, like she presented it like she'd heard it somewhere, like BT Nightly News with Ed Gordon <laughs> right. mentioned it. You know, back in the day, young people, BT used to have nightly news. And so that's the way she presented it like this was just a known thing mm-hmm. i read it in jet magazine billy blanks was supposed to audition for passenger 57 were you at this point a fan of either of their careers were you a billy blanks man were you a wesley snipes head where were you at in terms of your positioning on the I two mean, come on man you can't you can't be a black kid in the 90s growing up in that hip-hop era and not have been a fan of wesley snipes after new jack city right if I'm not mistaken, New Jack City was 91, yeah. maybe 92. Mm-hmm. It was it was the same vicinity as Boys in the Hood. Yeah, he had a run, man. Society. Yeah, he had a black run before he even did the crossover action stuff. Right, he was sort of Spike's muse for a second, and then Correct. he sort of like transitioned into like being this sort of sexy, flexy, you know, action Correct. dude. He did Passenger 57, he did Tu Wong Fu, I feel like somewhere in there, Blade, Blade was a 90s movie. The first Blade. Yeah. For sure. I think it's a little later in the 90s. 98 Correct. is what I'm, I'm seeing from Olivia, that it's 98 that Blade comes around. But to your point, you got to yeah, love Yeah, but Blade Wesley doesn't Snipes. happen without that showing that range in those other films mm-hmm. first. And so I was 100% a Wesley Snipes fan. Billy Blanks, I only knew from a couple of DVDs that I would never rent because right. like- Billy Blank's movies, and it's in the knock on Billy because a lot of his stuff is just straight to DVD. The game was the game. Yeah, that's where he was at. But Billy Blank's movies were the movies I would consider renting if the stuff I went to Blockbuster for wasn't there. Right. <laughs> that's that. Billy Blank's had a real like Aladdin two energy in his pull filmmaking. Up his, pull up his catalog. Pull up any Billy Blank's movie in the nineties and just read me the title of the film and tell me if that's something that you would just immediately go <laughs> yes. I would like that for two nights at my home. <laughs> yeah, this is the movie I want to see. It's called uh, The King of Kickboxers. Or uh, Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> and that's a real one. Like You didn't just make that up, but it sounded like you did. No, it, here's another one. Showdown. Yeah, is that the one with the white dude? It's, it's like a bootleg lethal weapon? I think most of Billy Blank's films are that. It's it's like <laughs> a white dude who's real good at karate, and Billy Blank sort of gets his ass kicked at He's the end. He's streetwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Billy Blank's being like a karate assistant yeah. to a more capable white man. Is, is the Yeah, he me. played a cop in some of that stuff, and a lot of it was just retread versions of stuff that had been done better at, on a bigger studio level. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's Billy Blank's fault or not. You know, I'm not trying to attack the man's career, but you asked me a question. Which one was more popular? And who had the juice? Sure. In 96, it was Wesley Snipes. That's fair. Without a doubt. Right. 
that's not even up for debate. And I think to your point, there's a question or a potential issue in this is that maybe that juice was all spawned from Wesley Snipes being manipulative and scamming Billy Blanks out of a bigger opportunity. Correct. That maybe he doesn't have to make Showdown 2 if, in fact, (laughs) Wesley makes this a, a fair and square audition opportunity. If it's true, there's so many other people who I think failed Billy Blanks. It's bigger than Wesley. Okay, hold on. But, but continue. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna stop you there because this is exciting because this feels no, like that's how they get you. Now that's how they get you. You do you know what I mean? Like I want to hear more about these other people who potentially failed Billy Blanks. Where who else in this chain of events is really letting Billy? Who let Billy down? So I can only speak from one experience i've only been on the casting side of a television show once Mm -hmm. which was my comedy central pilot last year and so you have a list you know who's coming in to audition and everyone is set up pretty much essentially in 15 minute intervals and then you put a every hour you have a 10 minute break for yourself for your own mental stability right because it's a five six hour for six hours, you're watching people come in one by one and deliver the same page of dialogue. And yeah. You got to figure out who's good. And they all so, kind of look alike and they are doing correct. the same intonations over and over again. It just is an exhausting process on the spirit. Correct. And you want to be able to delineate the good from the bad. So you have to take breaks. And, and so, but you're really excited to see all of these people mm-hmm. because all of these people were recommended by someone or you saw them do something. So, there isn't anyone that's auditioning for something that you're casting that you're not excited to see and you want them to do well. So Mm -hmm. if I'm casting passenger 57 and I'm the casting director and I see black person at the black person come in, I see Wesley Snipes come in and go always bet on black. And then then Denzel comes in. You see black. Yeah. Bet on black. (laughs) And then Forrest Whitaker, black, black, uh, uh, I got a recommendation for you. Black, uh, black I can't see it. My eye is fucked up. Black. <laughs> disrespectful. You're disrespectful. So you see all of those legends of blackness come in one by one by one. You're checking them off on the list. And then you look at your clock, and let's say Billy Blanks had a four o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. It's 410, it's 415, it's 430. And you haven't seen or heard from Billy. Mm. The polite thing for me to do as a casting person is to make a call to Billy's representatives and go, hey, where's this nigga at? Right. <laughs> it's 445. Do I need to wait or can I bounce? Right. Check on Billy. So, exactly. And no one checked on Billy. So Wesley calls and, you know, runs the flim flam. Right. Yeah, tell Billy we're auditioning <laughs> in a different place. It's over here. Blah, blah, blah. I love that that's how Wesley Snipes talks in your head. It's just like Antonio Vargas. Is. <laughs> yeah, tell that motherfucker Billy. It's yeah. on the other side of town. So, remember, this is early 90s. This is pre-cell phone. Maybe car phone if you're a baller, but I don't feel like Wesley or Billy would have splurged on that expenditure. Like, a car right. phone plan was like $200 a month. Like, it was 
it was crazy expensive. Yeah, it was expensive enough to install. It was another crazy expense to even maintain and make real it calls. It was literally mar- like people like those old school brick gray cell phones from the early nineties. Mm-hmm. They were literally marketed as a way to call for help if you were in trouble. Right. Like, it was literally. It wasn't about socializing. It's like. Put this in your car so when you break down, you don't have to walk to a payphone. This might save your life. Please yeah. do not make any other calls on this. It's very expensive. Correct. And so the only thing I can think is that maybe Wesley called Billy earlier in the day mm-hmm. and he got the message on his answer machine. But, you know, <laughs> in those days, what you could do was call your house and check your voicemail yep. to see if someone called you. So... I just feel like the casting director could have at least called Billy's house and said, hey, where the fuck is Billy? Is he here? And then Billy would have got that message and then Billy would have called the casting office. That's failure number one. Failure number two is Billy Blanks not having the information from his representation on where the audition was, who was conducting the audition, and the contact information of those parties. Mm -hmm. So that the moment Billy Blanks pulls up at this dummy address, (laughs) that's not really... The Passenger 57 audition. Right, this abandoned a, warehouse where there's nothing yeah, happening here. Fucking Quiznos or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> you pull up to the address and it's a, somebody in the cut making sandwiches. <laughs> Billy Blank should have asked for change for a dollar, taken those quarters, <laughs> went to a payphone, and called the number on the advance sheet that his representation should have provided him. And then mm-hmm. we would have answered the phone and been like, hey, Billy, where are you? And he'd be like, nigga, I'm at a Quiznos. And I'd be like, okay, do me a favor, head on over here so you can get this role. Yeah, I, You're making, uh, I think, a very important point that even if, in fact, Wesley did go through all of these steps to sabotage Correct. Billy Blanks, there should have been people in his life that cared enough to step in and say, no, Billy, Get your ass back this way. This is the correct address. We believe. <laughs> no one cares. We believe Wesley sabotaged you, and you can still get this audition. It's a tragedy, man. It's a tragedy all around. And I know he made millions of dollars, you know, becoming, you know, an exercise guru. Mm-hmm. And that type of stuff is very important. You know, everybody's path is their path, and Billy Blanks reinvigorated a lot of people's lives. And the gift of physical fitness and a new lifestyle. I would argue that that's as meaningful and transformative as going to see a Wesley Snipes film. Well, I'd say at least Blade Trinity. It's (laughs) I don't know if it's if it's the best Wesley Snipes film, but it's one of his, you know, mid it's the the little like regular ass movies that Wesley. Uh, You got to read up on that. He hated that. He hated. Oh, buddy, that's in the research. We (laughs) we will unpack that. Blade Trinity is maybe one of the biggest turning points in Wesley Snipes career. And maybe I would argue as much as going to jail for tax evasion. Yeah. Yeah, I would argue that. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with more Roy Wood Jr. and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We are back. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. And we're back. We're back here with more Roy Wood Jr. More. My mama told me we're still talking about that trickery that Wesley Snipes pulled on Billy Blanks and possibly changed his career forever. Allegedly. Allegedly. The fact, I do think you made a really important point that Billy Blanks is a hugely successful person, but it's not a success that he necessarily wanted for himself, or at least not the, the way that he imagined it. And and yeah. that's got to be a complicated way to go to bed every night, if that makes sense. Yeah, assuming that that's what Billy wanted. We don't know what he wanted. Like, we don't know the path. Because mm-hmm. for all we know, Billy Blanks could have been kicking ass at the gym and some white woman came over and go, wow, you have so many muscles. Teach me. <laughs> and he was like, bitch, I'll charge you. <laughs> and then that VHS got to somebody. And then right. she's like, it's, it's like, Karate, he's like, well, it's Tybo. He's like, yeah, Tybo, it's Tybo. That's what it is it's called, Tybo. It's, it's ancient art. It's ta- taekwondo and boxing, Tybo. And Tybo, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a great example. You know the All State guy 
and how the Allstate guy for years was a very legitimate actor that you'd see. In, Still is. In, Dennis Haysburg. Yeah, Put there some we respect go. on Pedro Serrano's name from Major League. <laughs> and you know his name and you know all these important things that he's done. But now he's reached a point in his career where if you watch the Allstate commercials, they're being self-aware and they're going, you're the Allstate guy. You're the 20 percent off yeah. dude in a way that I know that's not what he dreamt of. Like, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's he's making money but it's not exactly the way that he imagined things going to me the difference between a dennis haysbert and say billy blanks in that sense is that dennis haysbert still books acting roles yes like he still gets cast on shows now are those shows as popular as all state in terms of personal branding and blah 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 blah, blah? right i don't know but i know once billy blanks did tybo he didn't get to do a showdown three. Right. <laughs> showdown pulled that contract. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want it. You know, I don't know, man. But it's always something that's always been in the back of my mind is if Billy Blanks had been in Passenger 57, what happens to his career? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, what happens to Wesley Snipes? Right. That was Wesley's crossover action movie in an era well, it was a lot of white men doing rock'em, sock'em. A black man lead in an action film? And specifically on, an action film where he's like, uh, he's in the air. Like, this isn't just... Die that, hard on a plane. Yeah, That's how they market exactly. it. Exactly. This isn't just some street dude who has to, like, fight back in his community. This was like a legit... Wesley had a white woman on his employed. arm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's employed. Yeah. He's got a good job <laughs> fighting in the sky. <laughs> This was a big deal. It's a. It was a hit. Well, I don't know that it was a critically acclaimed hit, but it changed Wesley's trajectory uh, undeniably. So I did some research. Okay. I unpacked some of the things that you said. And even in uh, immediately looking this up, there's not a lot that pops up, if anything, <laughs> regarding this conspiracy theory. Most of the things that I found... Uh, that pertain to Wesley Snipes and Billy Blanks are uh, people on the internet speculating who would win in a fight between Wesley Snipes and Billy Blanks. And then for some reason, they throw Michael Jai White into that uh, same conversation. That's a fair entrant into that. Mm -hmm. I would say Michael, I don't know enough about Billy Blanks training yep. to know anything, but I do know that Michael Jai like legit trained all over the world yeah i think if if i had to make a guess it would be michael jai white would beat the shit out of both of them billy blanks probably would be second and then wesley snipes who that's disrespectful well what hear me out billy blanks apparently has 300 confirmed wins as a martial artist and was once the okay. captain of the u.s martial arts team like for the Olympics, he's a he was a legit fighter. Now, I did also watch a video of Billy Blanks getting knocked out in 1980 something uh, at a martial arts tournament on accident. But he <laughs> seems to have a man who uh, he's a man who, who has a bit of a name in the community. Michael Jai White is somebody who I've heard multiple people be like, I'm actually scared of this motherfucker if he ever decides to uh, fight. Wesley Snipes is uh, real good at kicking. I saw Michael Jai White at one of them healthy eating spots uh -huh. in L.A. And I'm not going to say the location because I don't want to, you know, stars like to eat in the cut, right. you know, or even people. But 
it was like one of the the most like one of the spots to get your avocado with your eggs and shit. Uh-huh. One of them places where it's a nice place and just I've never seen someone be intimidating while eating <laughs> huevos rancheros eggs like. Like, if I was his waiter, I would have been scared to go over and say hello. Right. Like, just, and this is Black Dynamite era Michael Jai White. So he doesn't even have to do full kung fu no more on screen. Right. He just chooses to. <laughs> Could have got a stunt double for half of that shit he was doing in Black Dynamite. And Michael Jai was like, nah, I want to kick him. Yeah. Through. It does feel like at a certain point he just wrote that in the contract where he was like, hey, man, I want to do karate. I don't know how <laughs> you going to mix that into this story. But I'm going to need to kick somebody at some point. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So that their Internet is mostly filled with that. So one of the things that I decided to do was that because this story really is rooted in Wesley Snipes character, not his acting ability, not like his, you know, talent. It's more about the character. What I decided to do was collect a lot of evidence on Wesley Snipes as a person and allow us to make a final decision at the end about whether or not we think that Wesley had the potential to do what he did in tricking Billy Blanks. Okay. All right. So uh, number one in terms of us learning about the Wesley Snipes of the world. In 1990, Wesley Snipes is accused of physically abusing Halle Berry so bad that she lost 80% of the hearing in her ear. That's number one. That's early in Wesley's career, that him and Halle are dating, and he, he beats the hearing out of her ear. Okay. Number two. 1993, Wesley Snipes gets caught carrying a concealed semi-automatic weapon after a motorcycle accident in L.A., which leads to two years probation. The gun apparently is filled with hollow points for some reason because my man's an action star. He needed the good bullets in there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Number three. I mean, if you're going to have a semi-automatic, you may as well have hollow points. I am trying to kill you. Right. the goal of a gun. I don't want these to just bounce off. I need these there to go no through. Phases to stun. No, yeah. just trying to murder. Honestly, that's more reasonable. Nineteen ninety. Why aren't all bullets hollow points? That continues. <laughs> Nineteen ninety four. Wesley uh, goes on a hundred and twenty mile per hour high speed chase with police, which ends with him crashing his motorcycle. And he claims that he never once heard the police behind him for the entirety of the thirty mile pursuit. I believe that. Do you think he just didn't hear him? Yeah, unless they sped up alongside. Motorcycles are loud. Okay. That was, <laughs> I don't know. You're not buying that one. I, I, under, I understand why we have to go on this journey through Wesley's life to decide whether or not he was duplicitous. So it's admissible in terms of just assessing character. Continue. And I think you're making a solid point. I think some of the arguments were from his lawyers that Wesley didn't hear them. And the motorcycle crash that they claimed that happened was actually a bump from the police intentionally knocking him off of his motorcycle. They tried to kill the motherfucker. Uh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The old pit maneuver. Yeah, exactly. The pursuit intervention technique. Exactly. So you're not a hero. You know what I mean? These police officers are not heroes in this situation, nor are they ever heroes in any situation. But I think in particular, the way that you can phrase this, it makes it seem as if old Wesley just wouldn't obey the law. Meanwhile, these motherfuckers are trying to knock a man off a motorcycle at 120 miles per hour. And that's 96, so what did he do? Probably a couple fines. 
uh, year probation. Y- they cup. actually decided to just give him a single fine for like basically reckless driving, and then they let him go about his day because it's early in his career, but it's hot Wesley Snipes, if that makes sense. Correct. Uh, okay, this is where we get into the fun stuff. We talked about Blade Trinity earlier. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes during Blade Trinity sued New Line Cinemas for $5 million after he shot because, number one, he claimed that they broke contract in terms of his decision-making on the editing of the film. Number two, because they apparently did something that fucked with his money because they were technically being paid through, like, Canada and a Swiss bank or some relationship. And so he's trying to basically not have to pay taxes on money that he's receiving from this film and said that New Line set it up that way and then fucked him on that. And then lastly, he claims that the director and the writers of the film are racist based on an incident on set. Okay. Now, that's not criminalistic, but I get it. It's definitely misbehaving. It's he said, they said. I know him and Ryan Reynolds didn't get along Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part on set. So I'm glad you brought up people not liking him on set. I actually pulled a quote from Patton Oswalt, who was a writer on uh, Blade Trinity. I don't know if you knew that, but he also played a character in it. He wrote Blade Trinity. uh, And he said on set, and I'm going to quote him here, Wesley Snipes was just fucking crazy in a hilarious way. He wouldn't come out of his trailer and he would smoke weed all day. Then I remember one day on set, they let everyone pick their own clothes. And there was this black actor who was also kind of a club kid. And he wore this shirt with the word garbage on it in big stylish letters. It was his shirt. And Wesley came down to the set, which he only did for close-ups. Everything else was done by his stand-in. I only did one scene with him. But he comes on set and goes, there's only one other black guy in this movie and you make him wear a shirt that says garbage. You racist motherfucker. (laughs) Yo, if that's coming from Patton, I got to believe it. Mm -hmm. Because Patton Oswalt is one of the most open and uh, as open. I don't know if you've seen Patton Oswalt's last two specials. Yeah, I have. But as open as he's been about his own life. Yeah. He ain't got no reason. Right. <laughs> Why would he make up this mean thing about Wesley Snipes, given everything that he's explored in his own personal experiences? Okay. So uh, is, is that all of them? Oh, no. There's way more. So oh, <laughs> Okay, baby. I get to the taxes. Okay. <laughs> so there's more even from Blade Trinity. At one point, Wesley pulled the director, David Goyer, aside and basically asked him to quit the production, saying that he was detrimental to the project. The director then rebuts that Wesley should be the one who quits the production since they already got all of his close-ups and they don't need him anymore. They could just use the stunt double. It's speculated. It's alleged that Wesley gets uncomfortable and then stops speaking to the director completely for the rest of the shoot and will only communicate with him through post-it notes, which he signs from Blade. (laughs) (laughs) I hope to one day ascend to this level of fame. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you know he wasn't doing that with Spike. Yeah. He had to earn that. That was also younger. He was younger and newer and happy to be here. But that's what I'm saying. He had to earn that psychosis. You had to earn that point where you're like, yeah, you're not going to wild out on the set of Jungle Fever. Mm -mm. Nah, you got to get there. You got to make that. It was probably, that was also, to be fair, also Spike Lee sets are probably far more inclusive Uh than a major big budget action sequel, you know. Right. 
<sighs> okay, keep going. So there's even some suggestions that I read that because he's so angry with this director and angry with the production that Wesley Snipes for major portions of the film, even during his close-ups, will only shoot with his eyes closed. That like they basically had to keep his sunglasses on for more scenes than they should have because he just won't open his eyes while he's acting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay, so when we start with allegations of physical assault Mm -hmm. and we've worked our way all the way down to, well, I heard that he didn't like (laughs) the food that they made. All right, at what point do we draw the line? All right, we got enough to make our diagnosis. Sure. I think that we've had enough for a while, but I'll hit you with a few more and then we'll make a final decision. You know, from 1991 to 2001, Wesley basically didn't pay taxes. And then he basically owes $7 million for tax evasion to the IRS. He goes to jail for it, right? Now He also went to Africa during that time and hid, or, well, was stalling on coming home to either, I'm not sure if it was to report to prison or if it was to actually face trial for those, to actually be right. arrested and tried. He just sort of tries to do a Roman Polanski type thing, and I'm just going to chill somewhere else. But he was making films. He was legit like, hey, I'm over here making a film. Yeah. Well, y'all ain't done? No, we still, it's, just, it's been a year. Yeah, I know. Damn, this is the longest film I ever shot. I don't know what's wrong yeah. with it. It was that type of vibe. I got you. So when he gets out of jail, and this actually speaks, I think, in the opposite direction. He gets out of jail. He goes in for $7 million. He gets out, and the IRS is like, hey, bro, you owe us $18 million. And Wesley sues the IRS. He's like, no, are you insane? I'm not paying you $18 million for where is that money going to come from? He says, I'll give you $850,000. That's my compromise to whatever you're asking for. And the IRS eventually negotiates it to $9.5 million, which Wesley apparently still owes. I don't know how it works. Me neither. They just take a pinch. As long as you're making money, they take a pinch. Right. And that's what his claim was, was like, y'all just making up numbers now. You're like looking at my career and being like, I bet this is what we can get from. Well, as a person who's been audited by the IRS three times, there is some validity to Mr. Snipes' allegations Mm -hmm. that our government does just go, you owe a gajillion billion. billion." (laughs) And I'm like, what? I did a college for nine hundred dollars early on, like when I first started mm-hmm. doing colleges and stuff. And this was like 05, 06. The college paid me $900, but on the 1099, they didn't put a decimal point. So it looked like I got paid $90,000. Whoa. And so when you don't claim $90,000. Right. They call you into the office <laughs> to have a conversation. And I got I got all my paperwork. I'm not like Wesley. I ain't go hide in Africa. Right. I'm like, let's let's discuss this. And I'm like, as you can see, all these other colleges all paid me, you know, a hundred dollars on either side of nine hundred. <laughs> right. That's my I either make seven fifty or I make nine hundred, nine fifty. Like that's what I make for a college. Right. And it was like, mm, let's do it for an audit. And so once you get audited, you essentially get re audited every two years for like two or three more audits your your name just keeps coming up oddly mm-hmm. enough because they keep flagging your account to make sure that you're not trying to claim ninety thousand dollars right 
So they just will pull. Like you will literally just get a letter in the mail to just go, yeah, what's up on that three million? Hey, I'm like, hey, just so Arden. we we still looking at you, dog. Uh, <laughs> just so yeah, you know, and that's fine. I respect. I'm on your radar. Mm-hmm. Cool. But don't just tell me what I owe. Let's have a conversation. I will bring in my pay stubs and my gas receipts. Man, I had everything. Yeah. But you throw nothing away, young comedians. And they say, oh, after seven years. No, nah, keep it. I got my tax returns from 02, just in case. Bitch, I'm ready. <laughs> Come for me. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. So Wesley, as an attempt to make up for the money that he he, in theory owes to the IRS decides that the best way to do it is through fighting. And I don't know if you know this, he challenged Joe Rogan to like a public fight for money. And Joe Rogan agreed to it. They were going to like square. It was Wesley Snipes and Joe Rogan were supposed to square off for money. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas day. And You get to watch Joe Rogan and Wesley Snipes beat the shit out of each other, but then apparently all sorts of shenanigans took place that kept the fight from ever transpiring. Boxing commissions and all of that. Exactly. And so finally... Uh, that would have been a good fight. In his current career as a sort of man now, you know, making the rounds, doing cool movies and popping into things, but not necessarily being the big action star we once knew people have expendables and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But people have been asking Wesley, what do you want to do with your career now? How are you feeling about your career? And his response now is he's more focused on dance. He's not at all interested in acting. He says he feels more fulfilled in the world of dance and martial arts. And in particular, he also has been working on a book, a series, a trilogy of books called Talent of God that the first book already exists and uh he has a number of books that he also is like i guess working on and trying to make okay i mean he's earned the right to pivot he's an og Mm -hmm. so let's go back to the original crime of which we're alleging him which is shadily telling another actor the wrong place for an audition yep do you in fact think that wesley snipes given everything that we've now learned about him has the potential to do something that nefarious. I just do not think that he would do that to another brother (laughs) coming off of if passage of 57 at the time, Uh this is his first real crossover into mainstream land. I just don't know, man. You didn't come from too many black projects at that point. So you know what other black actors are going through. You understand the struggle of getting to that point. Made the best man win. I'm sure you had to audition against a bunch of other vets Mm -hmm. to get New Jack City and to get Jungle Fever and to get Sugar. Like, I'm more inclined to believe the Halle Berry allegations than I am the Billy Blanks. Mm. Now, if you did one, could you have done the other? Possibly. Sure. Possibly. But I'm more inclined to believe that, and this sounds crazy to say, you know, that I am more inclined to believe what Hallie said, because Hallie also, much like Ryan Reynolds and Patton Oswalt, she ain't got a reason to lie. I don't think she's ever said on the record, but I know that's what the the streets say about this. So I'm more inclined to believe that. But when you look at everything else Wesley did, it was anti-establishment. Fuck the government, so I'm a speed. Fuck the government, so... I ain't going to pay my taxes. I'm tired of these white people on set. 
So I'm going to act a donkey around these white mm-hmm. people. You can't show me anything else in his track record that was just straight up blatantly anti-black. I like that. I think that that's a, that's a clear, good take on this. I think that Wesley, for the most part, has supported black people even during his most wild and sort of like crazy decisions. He, he's never been anti-black. If his behavior on Blade Trinity, if that happened, that was in support of the black man that was wearing the garbage shirt. <laughs> he saw, man, he saw the only other black person on this set. He was wearing a shirt that said garbage, and he said, not on the Wesley production. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, I think that the Halle Berry allegation puts me on a bubble, but when you add gender to an argument about race, does that make it a different reason for mm-hmm. that transgression? And you also look into how some men want to feel powerful over women and how a man relates to a woman, to me, makes that different from Wesley versus Billy Blanks. Right. Even if the Halley stuff is true, I don't feel like a man, that man who could put his hands on a woman would also be the same man that would take something away from a black man. As backwards as that sounds, just in looking at his, if you just look at all of his transgressions, how many were anti-black men. And I think to your point, there's a entire way of thinking for certain men that like you support black men at all times. And we sometimes forget that black women fall into the exact same sort of need and importance for support. And so it's oh, just, it's egregious. It's straight yeah. asshole behavior. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe he's one of them types who. I ain't studying these women, but my brother, right. my, king, my king, my brother, Egypt, and the third right. the Mason. But like, you could be pro-black man and anti-black woman. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us. Sadly, there's a lot of people that fall into that bucket. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know if Wesley did this, man. Wesley, uh, I don't know if Wesley did this to Billy Blank. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Wesley Snipes did not sabotage Billy Blanks. Billy got what he deserved. Buy your Tybo DVDs because the man is living out the life that was meant for him. Google how much money Billy Blanks made off Tybo and see if you still feel sorry for him. <laughs> he did good. Billy is fine. I don't know if it was three-digit millions, but he definitely in the two-digit millions. I think I I saw that Billy is worth like $30 million or something like that. I'll take it. The average American only sees $3 million before they die. Yeah, Billy's doing okay. Hell yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more Roy Wood Jr. and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. 
Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we are back. We're back here with more My Mama Told Me, more Roy Wood Jr. We're still, we're defending Wesley Snipes at this point. Maybe not his character as a whole, but we're certainly defending him against the possibility that he actually tricked his counterpart, Billy Blanks, out of an audition opportunity that would have changed both of their lives. I just think that even if Wesley did it, there are other people who feel Billy Blanks as well. Exactly. Wesley is not the greatest criminal in this story. I don't I don't think it's true, man. I know this girl's aunt told me this, but, you know, she might have been dealing. This is the 90s. They wasn't checking for PTSD back then. This girl aunt came straight from the Persian Gulf War. God bless her. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Then just started spewing (laughs) random rumors all over Birmingham. That wasn't her only Wesley Snipes rumor. I'm sure she had plenty of others because she didn't like the (laughs) motherfucker. She was going to say whatever she needed to about Wesley Snipes. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's not fair. But you know what is fair is Wesley Snipes is, in fact, writing a book. He's written a book and he has two more on the way. They are entitled Talent of God. And what I thought we should do as a fun little game, a fun way to end this thing off, is I'm going to read us some excerpts from Talent of God. And I just want you to give me your general thoughts. How are you feeling about Wesley Snipes as an author? Where are you thinking this story is going to go? Does it have the potential to be as important in his career as, let's say, Blade 2? Hell yeah. So I'm going to start at uh, a little bit of a midpoint in the preface because some of this is a little uh, long and unnecessary. But he says, uh, spare some change for a veteran. Rattle, rattle. Spare some change for his voice faded. Someone had stopped. A young black man in a heavy black coat with the shiniest shoes Lenny had ever seen. That was a good sign. So Lenny rattled his cup again, giving the smart looking stranger a snaggletooth smile. Spare some change for a veteran, sir? I can do better than that, the man said, reaching into his pocket to draw out a crisp, folded bill. He so rarely got paid paper money, but when he did, it was usually good. A five, maybe even ten. Enough for a hot dinner and maybe coffee tomorrow, too. But his fingers closed around the money. The man with the shiny shoes didn't let go. How you feeling so far? 
You engage. I mean, it's moving. It's moving. It's, <laughs> I, you know, I need to know more about what's happening, but paints a good picture. Sure. I, that's all you need for a book. Uh, you know the difference between a book and a TV script? It's just you just got to use more adjectives and describe. The shiny shoes clink gently <laughs> underneath the pavement. Inside the shoe, weary souls of feet that have walked a million miles with 10 million more miles mm-hmm. to go full of memories. <laughs> you just throw in a metaphor that lengthens the yeah. page a little bit. The corrosion of the penny in the cup as it clanked. <laughs> Flinkles up into the air and up his nostrils. Well, nostrils that had not smelled fresh food. <laughs> like that's to me, that's what books are versus yeah, like a film script. I'm not shitting on it. I just think he he did that. I just don't know the whole story. Sure, I'll, I'll pull this up on Audible whenever it's done. Okay, I'll, I don't even know what genre this is. Is this young adult youth fiction? Like, I think I don't it's know. Uh, sci-fi. Jesus, is that a a possible uh, genre? Uh, now, Jesus is sci-fi, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm sitting here just, that seemed very coherent and written by an educated person. Sure. Let's, it, it'll be sold in five years, and the trilogy will do $400 million or something absurd. Okay, you believe in his work. Sure. Yeah, I mean, people buy books, and it's a good time to be black. All they're doing is adopting black stories and putting them on TV. So why not Wesley Snipes? Shit. So, so the I just hope the audio book is good because there's a lot of black <laughs> authors out here reading their own books, and I'm like, yo, you should have hired someone else. I don't read well out loud, so I hope they don't ask me. But I think, uh, <laughs> I think Wesley will figure it out. I'm sure he can get somebody to help him with this shit. What we need from him is a damn autobiography because he's lived a life. I'd love that. Let's. I want to know everything about him pre-acting, like his journey before, you know, he drifted into that. I also, I would love if it had like some of that Quincy Jones energy. You know what I mean? Like if it's just like that raw untold story, like you're, let's start snitching, Wesley. You know what I mean? Like really start like. (laughs) exposing some of those deep truths that nobody knew about for you and your world as Wesley Snipes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. We'll see. Yeah. So after Wesley Snipes listens to this episode and puts a hit out on you. Yep. (laughs) What's your plan? What country are you going to move to? Where are you going? Uh, Ghana seems cool. My mom's moving there, and I—they I, got some cool stuff going on. I could be—I could be Ghanaian. I'll—I'll I'll move to Ghana. That seems like a. Re- Although Wesley was shooting over there, so maybe he already has connections. He's got people. He's got people. He could get He's me taken care of in Ghana. I got to move somewhere. Wesley hasn't worked. <laughs> he was an international man for a long time. He's been everywhere, bro. His passport got all the stamps. You fucked. Yeah, I, I really fucked up. Shouldn't well, I I should have never invited you. This is all a trap by you to get me to say mean things about Wesley Snipes. Don't point the finger at me. I didn't say nothing bad about him. I just stated the fact of what her angry aunt told me one time when I bought her niece a shitty Christmas gift. And that's how we ended up in this place. That's fair. I got to blame that aunt. I got to trace this back to the conception of my eventual uh, downfall from Wesley Snipes. Indeed. Okay. For some reason, this made the man smile. And what if I were to offer you something better, he asked, reaching his gloved hand inside the heavy winter coat to pull out a small glass bottle filled with a liquid so bright green it almost seemed to glow in the dim light. Something new. 
Lenny recoiled at once, swearing to himself, just his luck, the one bit he got tonight and it was a pusher. Unlike a lot of the people he'd met on the street though, Lenny didn't truck with drugs. He'd had enough chemicals sprayed on him in Nam to last five lifetimes. Nah, man, he said, scooting backwards further into the shelter of the bridge. I don't touch this stuff. It's free, the man said, tossing the green vial casually in his hand. Try it. The first hit was always free. Nah, Lenny said again, backing away. I'm clean, man. I don't do that. But as Lenny pushed himself off the pavement to walk away, the man in black grabbed his arm. I think there's been a misunderstanding, the stranger said softly. This wasn't a request. Uh, yeah, it's time for the karate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about to get it. That's what, that's, all right, okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, I, I'll, I'll check this book out. A dumb vet, homeless, getting Jesus quizzes on the street, mm -hmm. and he just break out into karate fights? Right, over a green yeah. vial of ooze? That's not bad. Yeah. See, I knew where he was going. Uh -huh. I knew he was going. You got to give Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes deserves at least to finish one of these books and produce that. Sure. Got to get that out. <laughs> Stop playing and let Wesley actually make the books that he needs to make because y'all ain't letting the world build. Yeah, man. Let him content create, man. I'm with it. I love it. Well, there's a whole bunch of other stuff about Lenny's eyes bugging open and this man fist fighting him in the streets. But I think you get the idea. Wesley yeah. loves Jesus and loves sci-fi and loves karate. And he wrote some books about it. So you guys can go check it out. It's called uh, Talent of God. I don't know what the talent <laughs> is, but, you know. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll find that on Audible. I'll listen to the Audible version. <laughs> right. It's going to be read by the Allstate guy. And, uh, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny, Lenny asked him politely. He said, do not touch me, motherfucker. <laughs> Get up off me, dog. <laughs> well, this was a great time. Roy, can, man, thank you, brother. can you tell everybody where they can it. find you? Where, what cool My name is Roy on? Wood Jr. Just put an at sign in front of it or put a dot com behind it. Hell yeah. That's me everywhere. At that That's at all you got to do. Dot that com. Follow the man. He's hilarious. He's, he's one of my favorite comedians working. And as always, uh, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. Just add that at and put the dot com. I'm going to copy off of what Roy just said. It's easy. It's <laughs> at the front dot com. In the there back. you go. Uh, and, you know, like and subscribe and do all the things you do to podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.